Hey everyone, and welcome to It's the Breakdown Podcast with D Malone. I am D Malone. Boy, am I grateful that we get the chance to share God's word yet again. Thank you for joining. The title of today's lesson is Love is the Answer. Love is the Answer. First of all, we know that God is love. So love is the answer. We have a lot of hatred going around, but love is the answer. Okay. And so before we get into this, let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for being God. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God. We thank you for your protection. And we thank you for being with us in this space. You say where two or three are gathered in your name, there you will be also. So, Holy Spirit, I ask that you guard my lips, that I say only what you would have me to say. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Let them hear you, not me. And I ask you, Lord God, that your word will fall on good soil. So open our hearts, our minds, and our ears so that we are receptive to what it is that you have to say to us on today. Help us to to hide your word in our hearts that it stays on the forefront of our minds and on the tips of our tongues. Help us, Lord God. Thank you for equipping us with your word. All these things in your name, Jesus, we do pray. Amen. So let us look at our text for today. It is Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Now I'm going to read it from my study Bible. But I'm also going to read other versions for you uh, so that we can have a better understanding of what the text is telling us. Not what I'm telling us, but what the text is saying. So it states here, verse 9, I pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more. And that you will keep on growing in your knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until Christ returns. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation. Those good things that are produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. And what's, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. What's interesting is that this chapter is titled Joy and Suffering. And so we talked about joy and suffering, the process that's happening. Because the process is painful sometimes, most times. Almost all of the times that transformation change, the transition is, is, is not fun, but you can have joy knowing that there's something greater that's coming later. Have joy knowing 
that God is doing a great work within us. Joy knowing that God is with us. And if God be for us, who could be against us? There's joy in suffering. There's joy in the painful process and the transformation. There's joy to be had in the suffering, in the lesson. So Paul is now talking to the people of Philippi. These are God's people who they do God's work. They are out here preaching the gospel to the people. And Paul is like, I pray. When somebody loves you, they pray for you. They pray good things for you. So Paul is like, I pray. That your love for each other will overflow more and more. And that you will keep on growing in your knowledge and understanding. See, with love being the answer in a world that is seemingly hate hateful right love is the answer when we look to god when we are looking to god who is love god is love so that means that if while we're made in his image not even an if We are made in his image. Image, that means that there is love in us. He's given us love as a fruit of the spirit. So, Paul's prayer is, I hope you love each other more and more. And I hope that this love will overflow When our love is overflowing, it flows on to the next person and the next person and the next person. Only love can conquer hate. God, Jesus has already come and conquered death. And he's conquered the enemy. The enemy was defeated. The enemy is the one who brings on the hate with his evilness so Paul is praying a great prayer he's not praying for them to get rich he's praying for their love for each other to overflow to overflow we need an overflow of love right now not just pouring in but pouring out we have to start pouring that love out and I pray that prayer for us as well and that we will grow in our knowledge and understanding understanding of who God is who we are in Christ our identity some of us don't know who we are in Christ so we we don't love 
The Bible says that we must love God first. Then love others as we love ourselves. So as God is love, he wants us to love ourselves, not in an obnoxious or vain way, but to love who we are because we are his, because we are a royal priesthood, because we are his children. We have been adopted into the family. We sit on the right side of Christ in the heavenly places. So we are loved. And so when we are loved, we love ourselves because we know who we are. We knows we know whose we are. Then we pour out the love onto other people. And love, we don't get to just love the people that we like. The Bible says there's no reward in that. We have to love everyone. Even the people who spitefully misuse us. We have to love everyone. Even the people who are out here doing terrible. I don't have to love what they're doing. But I still have to treat them with love. God may not always love what we do, but he loves us still. And he has already, he sees us as being washed clean. And he loves us with the love that is unfathomable. We can't even, we can't even put it in a container. It's so big. He's so big. And so now he says that I hope you grow in your knowledge and understanding for I want you to understand what really matters oh that part understand what really matters we focusing on stuff that don't even really matter a lot of the times and that is a distraction the enemy knows how to get our focus to shift off of God and the things that matter to the building of the kingdom of God to focusing on the dumb things the things that don't even matter when we give those things our attention we don't grow in understanding we don't grow in knowledge and we come off course we come off course of our destination and that's his job he wants us to not get to the destination because he knows that when we realize who we are and whose we are and that we have a work to do and we keep focused and we stay diligent and persistent in doing that thing. That everything that he has been trying to do, he then realizes, oh, I can't get them. And then he realizes his defeat. So his, his efforts are to pull us away from who we are called to be. I got to pull them off their destination. I got to pull them out of that. By making us focus on things that don't even matter. It's distraction. But Paul is saying, I want you 
to understand what really matters so that you may live a pure and blameless life, pure and blameless lives until Christ returns. Pure and blameless lives. We stay washed under the blood of the lamb. We stay under the, the washing, the, the cleansing. We stay clean because we're staying on the path, because we're following God's guidance. We're following his instruction. We're being obedient. We're loving. We're walking in the path of righteousness because we're connected to the source of love. We are walking in love. We are loving one another. We're not getting off course because we've lost focus and sight of what and who really matters. And then verse 11, he says, may you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the fruit of righteousness, those good things that are produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. So that means the fruits of the spirit. We, we, we are connected and then we're filled always with the fruits of our salvation, the fruits of the spirit. So God wants us to be in love with him, love ourselves so that we can love one another. And then all of those things, the, the, the knowledge and the understanding, we grow in those. We grow in those. And I love this from Paul. Because Paul, first of all, to go back into Paul's history, he was out here persecuting Christians to then turning around and being changed, transformed into a Christian himself. Then becoming one of the best preachers in the Bible. It was love. It was God's love for his people and God's love for Paul. So what the enemy meant for evil, God used it and turned it around for his good. And when we look at the fruits of the spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 we know what we are supposed to have on the inside of us. But in case we are missing that, I want to read it. I want to read it for us. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to read the message version for us. Um, hold on one quick second. So he gives us the fruit of the spirit. He gives us the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding. And we now, as we accept Christ, we accept the Holy Spirit. We are one with the Trinity. 
the verse says, but the Holy Spirit, when you accept, now you receive the Holy Spirit. He comes onto us like fire. When you receive, we just came out of Pentecost Sunday. When you receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the word says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. There is no law against these things. So we see here the First thing the Holy Spirit produces in us is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This word, this Bible is so important to our spiritual growth because the more we know who God is and how much he loves us, the more we grow in love with him and we understand our identity is found in Christ Jesus and then we love ourselves and then we pour out the love in an overflow onto each other. And he tells us, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You have to love. The greatest of all these is love. Love. Love is the answer. We have to work on loving one another more, loving one another with no conditions because love is unconditional. Love, love is patient, love is kind. Love is not boastful. It does not demand its own way. It's not rude, it's not boastful. And this is not in Maybe the, the correct order. But I'm just giving you what the word says. When we love someone, we can't put conditions on the love. We can't just love the people that agree with us. Or that we like or that like us. We have to love those that give us a hard time. I still have to love on you. And love is not a feeling it's what we do. Love is, is, it moves past a feeling or an emotion. It's more than that. Because we show our love. God showed his love by sending his son to be the ultimate sacrifice for the people that he loves. When with God's love, he corrects us because he loves us. He blesses us because he loves us. He doesn't put conditions on it and we can't either. So as we go forth throughout our days, love, 
love. We have to we have to impart, we have to share, give love. That is how we are changing the world. We are affecting change. We are the kingdom is here on earth, but we are advancing the kingdom by doing the greatest of all these loving love and paul is saying at the start of it i pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more the the people of philippi loved one another and they loved unconditionally So as we unify ourselves in love, we will have discernment with growing in in understanding and knowledge, and we will know how to move forward in life. But we will rely and know to rely on Christ. Apart from him, we could do nothing. But through Christ, we can do all things because he strengthens us. And he wants our hearts to grow together. Although we are many parts of the kingdom, of the body of Christ, we are still connected. And we move and we work together to advance the kingdom of God. We are going to work together, but we have to work together in love. It's not, okay, well, I have this ministry over here and you have this ministry over here, but I don't want to support your ministry because that takes away from my ministry. No, we're all on the same team. We're all trying to advance love in God's kingdom. Love doesn't demand its own way. Love is not boastful or proud love isn't rude so I can't be selfish and think that you know because I'm the nose uh, you know uh, I'm the best or uh, I'm the nose so I don't matter because you know I'm not the ear no collectively collectively we are one body And we have the same message. We have the same message. It may not be at the same exact time, but God has a way of getting the word that he wants out through different people. And collectively, we are telling the world, God is love. God loves us. We're giving the world God's word. That's love. And I remember somebody saying to me something that that kind of threw me off a little bit. And I was just kind of like, oh, I thought we were on the same team. Oh, my bad. I get it. It's okay. You know, it was it was I'm not going to say what it was, but. If we are doing God's work, truly. I believe that we should be able to come together like the people of Philippi. Their love for one another, they pulled it together 
he's like, I want it to overflow. When we start to collectively move, when, when, when we do corporate ministry, we will start to see the change that we want. God says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be also. So we could trust that God is going to be in the midst when we join together. Again, many parts of the body, but they all move together. They all work together to make the body move. If one part is hurting, the other part hurts as well. The Bible tells us rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. We're not apart from one another. We are together. And when we love on one another and we allow the love to overflow, I believe that we will grow in our understanding and in our knowledge and we'll discern what really matters and focus on the thing and who really matters and we'll live this blameless, pure life until Jesus returns and we will produce the fruits of our salvation, the fruits of the spirit, the good things that are produced in, li- in our lives by Christ Jesus. And this will bring glory and praise to God. So let us do better at loving God and loving ourselves and loving others. Love is the answer. Love is the answer. So I pray that this lesson has blessed you and helped and given some insight and refreshment and that we will take this word with us and we apply it to our lives. How can we love more? Again, love on God. Stay connected to the source. Treat people how you want to be treated. Pay attention to what love really means. You can do things to show your love. Love is a sacrifice. Sometimes I may only have $5, but you might have none and you need it. I'm showing you love and I'm loving on you. When I say, hey, you can have this because I know you need it. Love is making a phone call when you know that someone needs uplifting. When God puts someone on your heart and in your spirit and on your mind, call them. Don't wait. Don't text them. Call them. Now, if you can't reach them via a call, then you send them a text. Hey, you were on my mind. And then in that same space, pray for them. Pray first. We can all do things to 
show our love. We don't always have to clap back at people. We can just pray for them and walk away. So let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that you are love and that you have instilled, you have produced love in us and that we are to love you, love others as we love ourselves. We, the greatest of all of these faith, hope, and love, the greatest is love. Help us to love you stronger and better and without conditions. Help us to love ourselves and others without conditions. Help us to understand that love is unconditional and that love is an action verb. It's some things that we do. It's not just a feeling. Help us to be more loving, to apply love, to give love. Help us to overflow with love. Bless each and every individual that is listening, Lord God. Touch us in a mighty way that we know without a shadow of a doubt that you are God and you are love. And we thank you, God, for your love, your everlasting love. All these things we ask in your name, Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Now, have an amazing day, a wonderful day, a blessed day. Give some love away. Receive some love. Hallelujah. Receive, be open to receiving love. And then I want you to be blessed. But more importantly, be a blessing. I love you. Be well.